friends, welcome to this episode of the MakeWell Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who's practicing creativity in their daily life so that they can live a life of purpose and passion. Each week, we'll be interviewing Midwest makers that will unveil the behind the scenes of their journey and lessons along the way. We hope their stories help you live a creative life and inspire you to start today. Hey makers, welcome to this episode of the Makewell Podcast. This is Ashton, and today we have a really special guest with us. She is originally from Pelican Rapids, Minnesota. She's a self-taught studio artist, a jewelry maker, and a teacher. Her jewelry pieces have also been seen on the Netflix show Grace and Frankie. Please help me welcome today's guest, Lexi Rehnquist. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. Thanks for spending time with us. Absolutely. So maybe to kick it off, I'd love to hear um, who you are today and what you're doing. Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, Well, I am um, specializing in electroform jewelry, which is a really cool um, process. Basically, I pulse electricity through copper coils, and then it transfers molecule by molecule onto any conductive surface of the jewelry. So it's kind of a mixture of science and art. Um, But that's not always where I was. (laughs) I kind of have, like, popped around. Um, I started actually back when, like, feathers were the big thing. Oh, sure. I started um, making jewelry out of pheasant feathers. Actually, like, a stuffed pheasant. Wow, (laughs) so original. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so that was, like, I was just kind of, like, following that craze. I really wanted to make some for just myself and um, realized that that wasn't something that was bringing me joy anymore. So I kind of switched um, a few times to kind of figure out what I really want to do. And now I love doing electroform jewelry and that's what I'm doing. That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) So, I mean, have you been making jewelry? You mentioned the feather thing, but have you ever, did you start as a kid making jewelry? So I was super like into dress up as a kid. I was very um, always wearing, like there's several photos of me, like just completely making a fool of myself, um, playing dress up with my sisters. Um, and I guess I kind of played around with making accessories and, um, more like clothing in high school. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nothing really like, I wasn't really intentional about making jewelry. My, um, mom was also my art teacher. So we were a very artsy Mm. family. Both of my sisters are both artists as well. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I guess it's always been around me, but not necessarily jewelry. Okay, so it was more of the fashion apparel yeah. type stuff. Yep, yeah. Were you were you sewing your own pieces and stuff like that? Yeah, so um, my mom and I kind of collaborated on my um, prom dress <laughs> my nice. senior year, and it was really wild. Um, but it was really it really taught me how much time goes into one piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of I guess transferred into jewelry as well, you know. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. So what was it like growing up with? Your mom is an artist at home. You know what? I loved being around people who are, I mean, I still do. I love being around people who are creative. I think it's like super, just like fills my soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was something that I was always around. We all had our own little workspaces. My dad was really good at, um, you know, if we had a project we wanted to do, or if he was like building a cabinet, he would make sure that we were involved in that too. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting that hands-on experience when we were younger really helped us, I think, you know, to be in the creative field now. Yeah. So growing up, were you kind of like the artist in school? Oh gosh, no. No? (laughs) Even with all the fashion stuff? No, I was kind of like, I guess maybe, um, depends on who you were talking to, I guess in my family, like my mom Mm -hmm. always will say like, 
I'm so surprised that you're an artist because I was <laughs> super like even though it was around me all the time, yeah. I was definitely into like sports. Okay. And always outside, but still very, you know, creative. But mm-hmm. just because I came from a family of artists, I feel like I didn't stick out as an artist. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. didn't seem like a unique thing that you wanted to do right, or whatever. Exactly. But I think according to other people I probably was creative. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So in high school, when it kind of came to that decision of what I want to do next, um, what, where were you at in your headspace? I absolutely had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I went to school for special education. Okay. And then I really um, found that I was getting a lot of Etsy sales when I started um, opening up my Etsy shop and really found that I was passionate about making jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so kind of quit that path and... Yeah, I'm making jewelry, kind of like full time, but also have nice. you know a few side hustles as well. Okay, so when did when did you take the leap? How how long has it been? Um, oh my goodness, 2000, probably like 2012. Okay, so <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, so it gets three. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you started with an Etsy shop, and then how did you know? Like, how did you make that decision? To, like, I'm gonna go head deep, full in. Yes. Yes. So. Um, in 2000, it must have been like 2012 that I opened up my Etsy shop. My sisters both had Etsy shops and they okay. were very encouraging, um, especially since I was really just truly making jewelry for myself when I first started out. Um, and I was wearing a piece of mine and a lady came up to me. Um, I was at a mall okay. and she asked me where I had gotten my necklace yeah. and I told her that I had made it and she actually bought it for me <gasps> off my neck. Really? At that moment? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So it was really kind of like a cool thing. And I told my sisters right away, I was like, oh my gosh, this happened. They're like, okay, proof that you need an Etsy shop. Yeah. <laughs> so I opened up an Etsy shop. Um, and I think it was a year into that, I got a message from a um, motivational speaker who was creating um, a book and she was going on a book tour, but she also really wanted to collaborate with a jewelry artist to create some pieces that were kind of inspirational going with her book so she could sell them while she was on her tour. Okay. Um, And I said yes to that. I was kind Mm -hmm. of hesitant because it wasn't necessarily something that I would be making for myself. It'd be like a lot for someone else. Yes, yes, a lot, I'm <laughs> yes. sure. Yes, it was uh, several, several pieces, like hundreds of pieces that I ended up making. Um, and that kind of led me to take a step back and realize if it's not bringing me joy anymore mm-hmm. to create, I need to, you know, reevaluate. And yeah. so I took like a two month breather, I stopped working with her, um, and I found that I was really passionate about other things within jewelry. (laughs) So I started um, playing around with like resin and recycled copper. And then in 2014, right after I got married, I rebranded and I found electroforming, which sounds like I found God. (laughs) (laughs) But um, ever since then, I really found that that's like my medium. And yeah. Because I'm sure there's a transition in there of like, I did the clothing thing when I was in high school, but yeah. now I'm really kind of like jewelry. Right. Yeah. 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 There was a little bit of a transition, but I think I really have like followed my gut and taken time to like reflect on things and ask for advice. Um, whenever I feel like there is a transition, those are really hard and stressful times. Mm-hmm. So to like ask for other people's input or just like really sit and listen to yourself, I think that's really important. Yeah. And when you, when you made that transition into like full-time this is my thing yes um could you go to your mom and your sisters for advice or yes. who was kind of your best mentors oh in yeah that? 
I am like I chronically call my parents when there's like a big decision. <laughs> if there's something, it's like probably very stressful for them, but I'll just give them a call and they'll give me the best advice. Um, also, just like friends, I think it just like bouncing ideas off of and hearing how um, you know other people perceive things is really mm-hmm. powerful. Because sometimes you get stuck in your own head and you're like, oh, this is a great decision. Or, oh my gosh, this is a terrible decision. Yeah. So asking for help is never a bad thing. <laughs> yes, 100% agree. It's, it's. I mean, we all need help, right? Absolutely. So we might as well ask for it. And yes. people are usually willing to give it. Oh, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So, okay, that was, you said 2012, mm-hmm. you opened your Etsy shop. Yep. What, I mean, you're still doing it today. Mm-hmm. So, like, what have been some of your biggest assets or um, tools that have helped you continue to do it? Oh man, I think the like joy that it brings me is the main drive. Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't bring me joy, I probably wouldn't be doing that. Um, but I also think that every day that I approach my um, workbench, I can create something new and one of a kind, and that's just like so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be, to be able to like. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to create today, but I know I'm going to create. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of like is the drive for sure. Um, But also just seeing how excited people get when they purchase a jewelry and they wear Mm -hmm. it and they're like, oh my gosh, it's (laughs) kind of powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And do most people purchase like from online for you or do you, are you in stores as well? Yes, I'm in stores. Um, I'm also um, on FAIR, which is a wholesale website. Okay. Um, and I have my own website as well. Um, I'm not on Etsy anymore just because I was kind of um, transitioning with both a website and Etsy and found yeah. out that a website was what worked best for me. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm in a few stores in the Midwest and then on the East Coast, West Coast and um, have a few of my works in, uh, let's see, like London right now. And oh, Australia. that's awesome. Yeah. So it's global. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel or how did, how did that happen? Oh my gosh. So just, it just feels so cool. I, those are the orders that come in and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, happy dance immediately. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to know that it's not just like the Midwest. It's kind of branched out and it's become, you know popular I guess in that in that mm-hmm. sense and this has been your main thing right like you don't have any side hustles or yeah, things going on. yeah so I teach as well just one day okay. a week and then um I teach some workshops at Unglued as well awesome um and then I will occasionally just work a shift because you know when you're alone working yeah as you crave interaction <laughs> with people yeah so yeah what have been the biggest obstacles as you've been doing your business for so many years. Oh, yeah. There have been obstacles for sure. I think um, learning to say no to opportunities was really difficult and still is difficult. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> but especially um, when I was kind of breaking ties with the motivational speaker that I was working with, mm-hmm. that was really difficult for me. Um, and I'll just tell you, like, how it happened. Yeah, I would love to hear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was like a week before Christmas and it was finals for me. It was in college still. And um, she came, she asked me if I wanted to do like 250 ornaments for her. Okay. And I reluctantly said yes. <laughs> she needed them in like five days. Five days. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know how long it takes, it takes to make one, but I can imagine five yeah. days is like a Absolutely. marathon. Absolutely. It takes like about 20 minutes to create and it was something that I was coming up with too it was kind of like 
I and I couldn't find um, the copper locally. It was just like I was stressing myself out. I was already stressed out with finals. I threw out my back, oh. and so I like had to call my friends and ask if they could help me fulfill this order. And of course we did it. But then afterwards, I was like, is this worth me like risking my emotional health, my mental yeah. health, and like my literal physical health to mm-hmm. just fulfill one order? Yeah. And so. I should have said no to that. And that was a really hard lesson. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but saying needed. no is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Can you walk through the process? I don't even remember the name because it seems so crazy to me. But electroforming? Electroforming, yes. I would, can you just walk us through that? Because I think that's a new concept yes. for a lot of us. Yes. So it is um, primarily it started like scientists were doing this. And it is very scientific. Um, but it's basically I put so, – um, acid in it's anytime I say acid people are like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) acid in a beaker and then um suspend a copper coil in there and then hook up electricity to um like a a current that's pulsing um to the coil and then um suspend the jewelry in there as well and then it transfers molecule by molecule so anywhere it can take anywhere from like three hours to 12 hours just for that process. Okay. But that's already with like kind of a completed piece of jewelry. So there's time before that, about an hour and, you know, fixing up, sanding, all that stuff that goes Mm -hmm. into um, making sure that a piece is wearable and not going to hurt anyone. Um, That can take anywhere from like five minutes to an hour as well. So it's kind of um, time intense (laughs) yeah and it's just you right yeah yeah okay um for that part my parents have helped me out with um forming pieces of copper to be ready to be set with stones Mm -hmm. so they've been a really big help um I kind of was at a crossroads thinking like do I hire someone and then my dad was like you know we can help you (laughs) I was like really you would do that that's so nice (laughs) yeah so they've been a really big help how do you, even with them helping, I guess, but how do you manage that? Can you make more than yeah. one piece at a time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the prep for that I can do in, like, you know, batches in bulk. Okay. Um, so usually I am working on like 12 pieces at a time. Okay. And my tank, yeah. <laughs> my electroforming bath, <laughs> can fit up to like... 12 pieces at a time. So it awesome. is individually working on one piece, but I can do a batch of like 12 at a time. So, okay. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, it is. And then can you like work on emails or something oh, while yeah. it's going on? Absolutely. Or? That's the okay. nice part too. It's kind of like that part I can kind of like sit back and relax while that's happening. It's always happening 24 hours a day at my house. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, you know, so many other things that I can do during that time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hands off. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, so how do people find you? I mean, I know you mentioned the conferencing yeah. or like the really last second request, but how is the main way that you've been able to get your name out there um, right. and to kind of just make people aware that your jewelry exists? Yeah, I think through social media. Uh, social media is really powerful. Um, also, I sell you know, locally at, at shows and then, um, a few shows in the cities and I've done a a few shows out of state as well. Okay. So those like in-person meetings, I think have been really, um, face-to-face has always been really, um, powerful for me. Mm -hmm. 
because people can kind of associate your face with your business. Yeah. Um, and also, I try to give a business card to everyone who stops by my booth. Yeah. Because um, if they don't see something they like, or if they kind of like browsing, and they're like, oh, I might not be able to afford this now, or whatever, um, they can at least find me through my website at a later time. So, yeah. Do you get to travel a lot with all those shows then? We've traveled. We did a road trip to Denver last year. Okay. <laughs> That's the furthest we've gone. Um, but usually we road trip to the cities. Okay. Um, and... <laughs> Last May it was, my husband and my dog and I piled into the tiniest rental vehicle <laughs> and just made a road trip out of it because it was like, yeah, this is going to be a couple days. <laughs> do you, do you have fun. to have a big vehicle to like take all the supplies? Yeah. And the yeah. Yeah. Because you have to bring your booth, at, you know, like you have to set up. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. that was kind of the thing that I overlooked. Um, when we were applying for the Denver show, I was like, we can just fly there. It'll be super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but then we realized, yeah, we need to display, like, mannequins and mm -hmm. um, everything that goes into a display and jewelry. <laughs> yeah. Have you had a favorite show? Or oh, man. favorite community, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I really love um, Unglued Craft Fest. Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite show just because it's local and yep. there's so many familiar faces. It's... That's my favorite show, if I had to choose one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ashley really does an incredible job she with does. that. She does. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a sweet tradition to have in the Fargo community. Absolutely. From a vendor's perspective, does it feel kind of like a reunion party? Like, it do you does. see people if you keep coming back? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we'll say, too. It's like, oh, my gosh, how have you been? Okay, I have five minutes. I have to get back to my booth. But <laughs> so good to see you. Probably see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Oh, unglued. I go, I try to go every year. It's, it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. So I know your shop is online. Mm -hmm. What's the vision for it? Do you want to have a physical shop? Do you want to just kind of have other people continue to sell your jewelry for you? Yeah. Um, I've kind of, my sister had a physical location last year. And so I had my studio in the back of that and kind of had studio open hours, studio, oh, awesome. studio hours. Um, and that worked really well. I think for me, I love creating and I also mm -hmm. love selling, but I love being able to like focus on creating and um, being able to list in batch online is super easy and convenient for me. Um, being at a physical location, I think would really take away from that a little bit, just mm -hmm. like the time. But yeah, yeah. I totally admire people who do that because that's like a full, like two full-time jobs. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Know? Have you thought about a pop-up? Yes, yeah. I've that done a few pop-ups. Okay. Yes, yeah. Less, hopefully less work than like a full-on booth or oh, a yeah. store. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when you sell your jewelry and they put it on, they're just so happy. Like, what has been the biggest joy or the biggest compliment that you've seen with someone that's put on your jewelry? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I had someone cry once. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they Aww. were looking for a specific stone, and they found it, and they were just so happy. Um, and it made me cry, too, because I was just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So moments like that, that um, someone really is, like, cherishing um, uh, something that you made is, mm -hmm. like, so special. Um, I've made a few, like, wedding rings and, you know, moments that I'm like, that's just amazing that someone wants to use something that I've made as a symbol of their love. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Is that a part of your, I don't know, like, your mission statement or kind of your vision for it is to be a part of those special moments? Or is it really just, is it's it making a, someone feel confident? Yeah, like, yeah. I try to um, 
I've said this a few times where I'm like, hope that whatever that person wants to feel they're mm-hmm. feeling. So if, if that's like more confident or more powerful or more beautiful, mm-hmm. I hope that's how they feel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you can leave it up to them right. and not put them necessarily into a box right. or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And I read, too, that it was on Netflix. Yeah. So how did that happen? Yeah. So through Instagram. Okay. Instagram was awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the costume um, designer for the show connected. We connected. And I sent um, a few pieces. I didn't know at all, you know, if it was even going to be on the show. Yeah. And... um, I think my dad sent me the preview. Exactly. This is exactly how it happened. My dad sent me the preview, and I was, like, prepping for a workshop at Unglued. Okay. (laughs) And I opened it up and was like, oh, my gosh, she's wearing one of my pieces. Yeah. And uh, she was actually wearing, in three different episodes, she's wearing um, a necklace in one, and then, like, a fistful of rings in um, one episode, and then, like, one single ring in another episode. So, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. And did that, like, really help? take off business or the brand or I think it really just was like wow you know Mm -hmm. because I really was I think for me especially those were chunky pieces pretty like statement pieces that were big and um I really wasn't working with statement pieces at the time and now those are that's just given me the confidence I think to explore more with statement pieces and know that people want them Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that was like one of the biggest pieces that I had made that necklace that she's wearing okay. at the time. And that's not the case at all. <laughs> no. So you kind of pivoted realizing, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I still do dainty pieces as well, mm-hmm. but yeah, statement pieces are just so much fun to make. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then to me, this is such a specific skill set. So like, is there a community of other jewelry makers in the area that you can you know, ask questions right. and get help. And- yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're, um, Dina is, uh, out of apt. They're moving now. I'm not sure if she's staying with them, but we kind of, um, at, at one point I was also out of apt, which oh, okay. is the arts incubator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really kind of connected and she was starting electro farming. And this past Christmas when I was like, I cannot get enough supplies right now <laughs> she just like gave me her setup oh my goodness to use which was so sweet because she's no longer doing electro farming she's doing like silversmithing she has like really beautiful pieces um and so she's doing something different and she just totally helped me out Aww. in a time of need because yeah. it's really hard you have to order supplies online and it takes okay. a long time sure and i needed it like that day yeah Yeah. so it's been really nice to be in a community that's like not competitive it's like Mm -hmm. let me help you out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah what are some of the other things that you've kind of learned along the way whether it be like the business side of things um the promotion side of things Mm -hmm. or I mean making the jewelry itself yeah I'm learning every day um I never set out to own a business Mm -hmm. so that I think those have been like the most stressful parts of that the actual business side and not the art making side which I think kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so my husband's kind of taken on some of that he's like my business manager okay um Unofficially, but yeah. <laughs> he calls himself that. He takes care of like all the accounting and um, anything that is too stressful for me. And mm-hmm. I really just focus on creating. Um, but anytime I'm at like a pinnacle where I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do, um, I've asked for advice and 
it usually like Fargo's so awesome in that way where you can ask and there's going to be like a million small business owners who are willing to lend their mm-hmm. their hand or their voice yeah mm-hmm. that's great yeah. so is this something that you plan on doing for the rest of your life is it a season oh what do you gosh. think i don't know i really don't know <laughs> i will continue to like follow my passion forever mm-hmm. i think that's um how i go through life yeah <laughs> it's just kind of like i don't know what's next um but i hope like for now this is really fun and i'm really enjoying it so i'm going to continue with it yeah. until i feel like i need to transition or maybe it will be forever that would be cool too yeah that would be really sweet yeah. <laughs> so looking back kind of at that that little kid or that high schooler kind of working with clothes is there something that you wish you could tell her knowing where you are now? Yes, absolutely. I think um, being confident in what you have is super important. Um, I didn't really necessarily see those as skills. Like when I was making things, I didn't see that as a skill just because it was so ingrained in my family. Um, So just being confident and um, keep trying things until you find something that truly lights you up. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's I wish awesome. I had more things too. I feel like, <laughs> like, what could I say to little Lexi? <laughs> I know it's quite the question, right? To yeah. think back and wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what's what's next for you? Is there a certain show you're going to? Where right. can people connect with you? Yeah, um, I will be popped up in um, like this next week at Unglued for Corks and Canvas, um, and just a few local shows. Um, okay. Usually the Brujala shows those are super fun um that are put in uh, put on with unglued um also online i will have a collection launching at the end of june so some statement pieces um this one this like series is really uh near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. i was kind of out of commission um with an injury for like about a month i wasn't mm-hmm. able to create and during that time i did a lot of like I don't know, internal growth. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just really Self-reflection. Like, yeah, exactly. Reflecting on um, who I am if I'm not a jeweler, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was really just laid up. Yeah. Um, and so this uh, line, this new launch is going to be kind of those pieces that I thought about and dreamt about during that time. And so I'm really excited about that. Cool. Um, I haven't set a specific date, but it will be in the end of June. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. Okay, watch watch on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> What does your husband do? He is the managing editor for New New Rivers Press, which is based on, um, well, they're like partnership with MSUM. So he teaches as well as like um, weeds through all the submissions that they get and kind of selects what they're going to publish. They publish about five books a year. And yeah, so he's like in a different kind of creative mm-hmm. field. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, still definitely very creative. I think that his mind works in a different way than mine does, for sure, because he's, like, editing, which is very, like, just different. Yes. <laughs> which is also helpful for me, too, when I'm like, does this post look okay? Can you just edit yeah. it for me quick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And is it fun being married to another maker? It is, yes. We recently, we just moved in, like, this past weekend to a three-bedroom house. And nice. we were in, before that, we were in a, like, under 500 square feet. Oh, um, wow. With my studio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. So it, this has been, like, a transition for us because now he has, like, space to write. Like, he has his yeah. own room to write. I have my own room for, you know, my studio. So it's been really fun to, mm-hmm. you know, be at this point 
So I I saw that you help with workshops at Unglued mm-hmm. and maybe some other places. Yeah. Maybe just share on that. Yeah. So I teach um, workshops at Unglued. Pretty much actually just lets me choose um, anything that I'm passionate about at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so for this summer, I'm doing like I think three earring classes and then um, a natural dye class, which is going to be so much fun. Yeah. I kind of got into natural dyeing last summer. Um, and so it's been fun to kind of like share my experience with that because it's kind of it looks crazy because <laughs> there's like vats of hot water and you know things soaking in that so yeah it's, it's very fun um and then I also teach um once a week um through Heart Springs um an art class for adults with traumatic brain injuries okay um so we just met yesterday they're gearing up for a show that's going to be at Drecker Brujala um on August 15th awesome. so it's been really fun to just kind of help Mm-hmm. everyone where they are there's so many different um, brain injuries and it affects different parts of the brains mm-hmm. um so it's been cool to kind of meet every artist where they are because everyone is i think anyway yeah <laughs> everyone is creative we're born creative mm-hmm. and so to be able to find out what that a certain person is passionate about has been just like so much fun to do <laughs> yeah and i totally agree i mean that's one mm-hmm. of Meekwell's kind of mantras is that we we believe everyone is creative in yeah. their own ability, whether it is an artistic, quote-unquote, industry or elsewhere. Right. Like, if you problem-solve, if you're innovative, yes, absolutely. then you're being creative. Yes, so. totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. I even um, have said that, like, grocery bakers are creative. Because they, I mean, like, I couldn't do that. I mean, I'm sure I could. <laughs> but, like, you have to be a certain kind of creative mm-hmm. to do any job. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. There's... Whether you work customer service and have to, like, work with people and relationships all day long or, you know, you're doing something like you're doing, there's skill sets in both of those things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. So with all of these different interests, where do you find your inspiration? I am really inspired by nature. Okay. Um, I work a lot with rocks. So just seeing, like, the beauty in gemstones um, and otherwise just, like, natural like landscapes I think are really inspiring um I also think being around creative people is super inspiring um the classes that I teach always fill my cup because (laughs) you Mm -hmm. come out of it looking at what people can make in a two-hour span and I think that's really inspiring to go back and be like okay I'm gonna take that energy and and make something from that Mm -hmm. so yeah and is that how you avoid burnout after all of these years is those classes yes yeah absolutely and I think also just like listening listening to your body this like injury that I had was totally stress related mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um yeah listening to my body I've learned that just to listen to my heart and um if I'm feeling an ache and a pain to listen to that and acknowledge that and take a little time mm-hmm. to you know take a break and that's okay yeah it is okay <laughs> I think we feel this pressure as makers to always be making yes but if we're always making then you hit that moment where you're like oh, oh my gosh I'm, just, I'm done yes exactly <laughs> and to keep it like fun and fresh too you don't have to do the same thing forever yes so switch it up mm-hmm. like that's really important too yeah that's really cool that you have different mediums that you can kind of work mm-hmm. with and you know learn from each of those to that's apply fun. it to your jewelry yeah yeah, yeah. What are you curious about right now? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I'm kind of in the stages of, like, setting up. I have an upstairs studio and a downstairs studio now. So I'm kind of um, planning how that downstairs studio is going to look. 
Okay. And so that's what I'm most curious about right now is um, what that's going to look like. And I think, Mm -hmm. like, my old studio was so tiny that things had to be in a place intentionally and purposefully. And so Mm -hmm. now I have, like, a whole table to fill orders on that I'm (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Yeah, a whole new world for you. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I'm excited and curious to see what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Lexi, we have the same final question for all of our podcasts. It's what is one thing you wish you were really good at but aren't, and then how do you work around it? Oh, my gosh. I uh, wish I was really good at driving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a bad driver. I'm just a really cautious driver. And yeah. so sometimes I, like, find myself, like, feeling anxious about it. Mm. <laughs> And so, um, thankfully, I have a husband, and we only have one car, and so he does a lot of driving. Nice. <laughs> but also, um, when I'm feeling confident, I mm-hmm. will also drive and practice, you know, just being, like, a cautious driver. <laughs> there you go. Do you do you bike or do anything else like yeah, that to kind of, yeah. like, ease in? <laughs> yes, we kind of live in, like, a central-ish location, so walking places, and, yeah, I drive a lot more than it maybe seems like I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I still kind of, like... There's, I mean, thankfully we live in a smaller town, you know, Yeah. where it's yep. not like traffic all the time. I think that yeah, would you can walk me. a lot of places yeah, if exactly. you live close by. And yes, yeah. There is Uber and Lyft and all those exactly. places. Yes. And, yeah, I we've wanted to do a one car family for a while because I actually drive um, a scooter from like April to November. <gasps> That's so cool. And I love it to death. So like yeah. honestly, if I could, I would do it all year round. Yes. Um, but those winters, it's I hard. Know. It's hard to do that. There's no so, way. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to come share your story with us and share more about uh, electric... Electro. Electro form jewelry. (laughs) I'm going to remember it. I'm going to get it. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Makewell Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe wherever podcasts are found. If you'd like to learn more about the Makewell community or get connected, you can visit wearemakewell.com or at wearemakewell on Instagram. All right, we'll see you next time, friends.